Can we just thank the Lord for His goodness and His mercy? Amen. Shall we just lift up His name right now? Surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. Amen. Can we just thank Him? Amen. Just lift up your voices. Pray in the Holy Ghost for a moment. Hallelujah, Jesus. We give you honor. honor. We give you all praise. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, Father. We give you honor. We give you praise. Hallelujah, God. And Lord, we are so thankful, God, that you're still on the throne. We are still thankful, God, that you're still in control. Hallelujah, Jesus. We are so grateful that we can come into your presence today. God, in your presence, there is no torment. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. In your presence, God, you are doing a deeper work in our lives, Father. So I pray, God, for all those that are online today, God, those that are watching in today, God, that, Lord, that they can sense the sweetness of your presence. Father, I ask, God, that you bless everyone that is online today. And, Father, today, God, is a wonderful day, and, Lord, this is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it, Father. So I'm asking you, God, to receive our tithes and offering this day, Father, right now. In the name of Jesus, use it for the expansion of your kingdom. Bless all those, God, that are the covenant keepers, God. And I pray, God, that you continue to secure, you continue to open doors for us, God, right now. I pray for people that are in transition, looking for a job right now. I'm asking, God, that you open the right doors, Father, in the name of Jesus. And also, God, I we want to continue to pray, God, for our, our the situation in Singapore, whether the COVID-19 situation, Lord. Lord, numbers have increased. And I'm asking, God, that you will continue to protect, God, our frontliners, God. Protect, God, those that are vulnerable, our children, Lord, our grandparents, or the elderly, God, right now, in the name of Jesus, God. I pray right now, God, for your hands of protection to be upon on them right now and father as we navigate through this season god i pray you give our authorities wisdom father lord that you will continue to direct their path to know exactly what they knew what they need to do during this particular season lord right now in the name of jesus bless god all those that are online in jesus name and all god's people say amen a good morning to every one of you that is online. Again, uh, we are back online, but nevertheless, God is good. Amen. Okay. Um, you know, we do not know uh, exactly how all this is going to play out, but we're going to play by year. You know, we will give you announcements and all these things because every week seems to be a different, uh, uh, you know, uh, situation so we just want to be uh be mindful that you know we do we we decided that we want uh, our people to be safe amen so today i really want to talk about a subject that you know has been brewing in my heart for a very long time because i've been speaking to a lot of people in counseling and i want to talk to you today in a three series part okay of something that is so crucial it's called breaking the spirit of intimidation amen Okay, so uh, before we begin, why don't we just lift our hands, ask God to help us today to open our ears to hear and understand what the Spirit is saying. Father, in the name of Jesus, as we come before you, God, we want to give you this time. Father, have your way, do your will, God, anoint me, God, as I bring forth the word, help us, Lord, help us, God, do what we need to do, God, to, Lord, lead the people, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, God, have your way, do your will, 
Have your way, do your will, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, God. Lord, I give this time to you, God. I'm asking God that speak to us, God, lead us. Lord, again, I commit this time to you. Lord, I pray that you help us focus in today in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have your Bible, I'm going to turn to the book of 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. Let me see whether I can get this. Okay, here we go. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. If you are online today, I want you to say, repeat after me, okay? Or read the scripture together along with me. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. Notice this, it's a spirit of fear, okay? But of power and of love and of a sound mind, okay? The next scripture that I want to turn to is found in the book of Romans. Romans chapter 8, verse 15 and 17. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage, to fear. Let me repeat again. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. And then we read further on the next verse. The spirit himself bear witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if Children, then heirs and heirs of God and join heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, we may also be glorified together. Okay, another scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Now, thanks be to God who always lead us in triumph in Christ. I want you to notice the word who always lead us in triumph in Christ. You know, I think that is really, really exciting. You know, I, I, I want to share today with you a principle that uh, Brother Stone King shared with me a long time ago. He says this, okay, nobody can intimidate you unless you allow it. Amen. Too many times I've seen many Christians, you know, uh, they live for God, but they live with such fear and 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 again uh, there is the good fear and the bad kind of fear okay good fear will make you concerned it will prompt you to action okay that's the kind of good fear but when the fear goes overboard when when it starts to paralyze you it starts to make you doubt the love of god that is where it becomes very 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 dangerous amen and again uh, um, as disciples you know when we are born again you know we have a new identity with a new identity comes a new spiritual position in the spirit and with this position comes authority and i'm going to talk to you a little bit about authority versus power what's the difference okay this authority that you and i have is what the enemy wants. He wants to intimidate us. He wants to attack 
Pecas. Amen. So, so again, you know, I, 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 I think it's very important that as born again believers, that we need to know that after we are born again, amen, we have a new enemy. His name is Satan, amen. And his demonic forces are constantly wanting to intimidate the people of God. And when they release that spirit of fear, we will never arrive to a place of our potential. We're going to study about that uh, the next week. But I want to start today with the first series that when you are born again, you have spiritual authority. Let me say that again. When you are born again, God has given us His spiritual authority over our enemy. Okay? Amen. You know, sometimes I think that, you know, in a pandemic world today, you know, there is fear and there is concern. There should be. But there comes a point, you know, where we need to stop and say that, you know, living in fear all the time is not sustainable. <laughs> Amen. And, and not only this, it releases a spirit of fear upon the people. You know, and, and, and now Singaporeans, <laughs> they are dealing with the fear of, of dying, the fear of losing. <laughs> Amen. You know, and, and now we add the fear of the pandemic, the fear of COVID-19. So we need to recognize, you know, there are times, you know, when the spirit of fear comes, how do you deal with that spirit of fear? First of all, you know, when, when, when we are born again, when we, 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 we are baptized in Jesus' name and when we are filled with the Holy Ghost, uh, 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 God has literally taken us from a victim to become a victor. Amen. And, and the devil is not happy and he's constantly wanting us to be like, like we are victims. You know, in fact, I want to turn to the scripture real quickly. You know, First uh, Peter chapter 5 verse 8. First Peter chapter 5 verse 8 tells us. Let's look at it. You know, uh, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Amen. <laughs> Again, you know, the devil is after our case. If the devil can get us to you, our God-given authority, he will take it and use it against us. And this not only affects us, but also those entrusted to our care. That means, you know, at the end of the day, you know, if we are not careful, if we let this fear consume us, it doesn't only just consume us, it will consume uh, our children. It will consume those people that's around us. So so we need to recognize, first of all, it's a spirit and, and, and God did not give me a spirit of fear or another translation put it, a spirit of timidity, you know, and but God give me power, amen. Power, everybody say power, love, and a sound mind. So, so how do we get this spirit of fear in the first place, okay? So in the beginning, Adam and Eve held the highest position of authority on the earth. In the beginning, amen. Every living creature and all nature were under Adam and Eve's authority, God said in his word found in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. Let's turn there real quickly. Genesis chapter 4, 1 verse 26. It goes like this. Then God said, let us make man in our image according 
to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the earth, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all earth, to over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Amen. So we can see from the beginning, nothing on this earth in the spiritual or natural realm was above the authority of mankind, only God himself. Okay, And when Adam held his position of authority, there, were, there was no diseases, earthquakes, famines, poverty. It was the dominion of heaven on this earth as Adam walked in fellowship with God and ruled by God's delegated authority and power. Amen. But with the sin, Adam came. The downfall of everything underneath his authority by transgression. He yielded his place in the spirit to the enemy of God, which is Satan. And the scripture tells us that Satan boasts as he tempted Jesus in the wilderness. Satan took him on a high mountain to show him all the kingdoms of the world declaring. Let's turn there real quickly. Luke chapter 4 verse 6. Let's turn there real quickly. Luke chapter 4 verse 6. You know, uh, let's turn there. And the devil said to him, All this authority I'll give you and their glory for this has been delivered to me and I give it whomever I wish. So now you see, after sin, Adam has lost his authority. Amen. Okay. Adam has lost his position and all that God had placed under his care was affected. A gradual decline of all harmony and order took place. Nothing on earth, whether natural or spiritual, escaped the effects of disobedience. Iniquity, death, disease, poverty, earthquakes, famines, pestilence, and more entered the earth. And there was a loss of divine order of authority. Adam firstborn learned to hate envy and murder, the enemy had taken the authority God had given for protection and provision and turning against all creation, using it now for destruction and death. But thankfully, everybody say thankfully, the story did not end here. Amen. As man forfeited his position of authority, therefore, only another man could restore it. And this other man, the Bible calls him in first, uh, I think in the books of Corinthians, he was known as the last Adam. <laughs> Amen. Thousands of years later, Jesus was born. And who is Jesus? He was Emmanuel, God in flesh, God revealed in a man. God came down as a human being. Amen. And the fact that he was human gave him the legal right to regain what was lost and because he was God in flesh he was free from the lordship to the enemy had acquired over man as a man God revealed the will of God in everything he did and said sin was forgiven because in his presence sin had no dominion sickness and disease bow to his authority and power. Nature itself was subjected to his command. He walked in the authority that Adam had relinquished. Jesus, through obedience and sacrifice, restored God-given authority Adam had lost. And therefore, our relationship with God 
was restored. Amen. And before he ascended, Jesus declared in the book of Matthew, chapter 28, verse 18 to 20. Let's turn there real quickly. Matthew, chapter 28, verse 18. It says like this, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. Let's take time to thank God for that authority. Hallelujah. Come on. Let's lift our hands. Let's thank Him. Father, we thank You for that authority that was lost in the Garden of Eden and You have given it to us, the people of God. And Lord, when You say go, there is the whole of heaven and earth going before us, Lord. They are cheering us on. And Father, I pray, God, that we can understand this today and we can apply it in our own lives. Father, in the name of Jesus that You will have your way that you will do your will God in the name of Jesus God we give you honor we give you praise hallelujah in Jesus name amen it is clear that Jesus regained what Adam lost Satan and Adam only had dominion over the earth but Jesus dominion included not only the earth but also heaven Jesus had risen above the place of authority Satan had been expelled after revealing his position and authority, Jesus told us to go, therefore. Let's turn to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19 to 20. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19 to 20. Let's turn there real quickly. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe? According to the working of his mighty power. Amen which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places. Amen. Notice the scripture says it is not a singular heavenly place. Paul clearly says places. Amen. The reason for this is found in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 2. Okay, let's turn there real quickly. In which you were once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. And let's jump to verse 6. And raise us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, God is taking us those that have been feeling like you are victims, amen, and that now when you are born again, you can be, because of what Jesus Christ did for you on the cross, you can become victorious today, amen. Everybody say praise God. Come on, take a moment and, and think about that, that, that we can rise to the occasion, amen, because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. You know, my past have no control over me. Amen. My present have no control me. me. You know, I choose who that I want to control me. Amen. I choose who is going to be intimidating me. But I choose today by the authority of our Lord 
Jesus Christ, not to be ruled over by my circumstances, over any demonic forces. Amen. Come on, people. You need to choose this day. I refuse to be led by fear. I refuse to be led by anything else but by the Spirit of God. I choose. Amen. And I have the authority. In fact, the word salvation is really about the the consequences, the effects and the power of sin. You know, when we have salvation, it means that 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 the, the, the effects of sin is broken. Amen. And the power of sin in my life is broken. Not by my own strength, but by what Jesus Christ has done on Calvary and His purchased salvation. But when, it, when we talk about salvation, I'm talking about the effects of sin. I'm talking about the penalty of sin. He redeemed me. Amen. He died on the cross for me, but not only that. Amen. He's given me power. He's given me authority so that I can walk in a victorious uh, way. Amen. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen. Again, this is so important because, you know, I want you to understand this. Okay. I want you to understand nobody can intimidate you unless you allow it. Okay. You know, what do you mean by that, pastor? You know, I'm saying this very simply this, you know, Nobody can influence you unless you allow them. Amen. Not even your past, not even what people say about you. You, 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 you have to decide, you know, am I a byproduct of my past? If I'm a byproduct of my past, then do miss me. <laughs> you, know, you know, I am not a byproduct of my past. I can stand today. I was purchased by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Who you are today, if you are a born again believer, is by your choice. Amen. Amen. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. You know, again, we have authority and, and you know what? We decide who's going to reign over us. We decide again, you know, this authority uh, that God is giving to us is powerful. Amen. In, in fact, let's, let's turn there real quickly. Let's turn to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 21. Okay, it goes like this, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. A redeemed man hidden in Christ is now given a position in the spirit above demonic forces, above the devil. Amen. Amen. Let me say this again. You know, you have authority over every demonic force. Amen. I don't care where you're from. I don't care what you're struggling. If you have the Spirit of God in you, you have the Spirit of adoption. Amen. You can choose not to fear. He doesn't have authority over your life. Amen. Circumstances will not rule me. Amen. I shall take over. You see, when, when, when you see Jesus, you know, the famous story about the disciples and Jesus going to a storm. Guess what Jesus was doing? He was sleeping. <laughs> he did not let the circumstances around him rule over him. Amen. And that's what, as born again believers, we need to recognize. If, if that's a spirit of fear coming upon me, I need to recognize that. Amen. Because the spirit of fear will rob my power. The spirit of fear will rob me of love. The spirit of fear will rob me of sound thinking. Amen. 
Praise God. Are you with me? Amen. So let's turn to the book of Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Luke chapter 10, verse 19. It goes like this. Behold, I give you the authority to trample of serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any man's hurt you. Amen. And 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 and, and you ask me, Pastor, Pastor, you know, uh, 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 why do we need this spiritual authority? Let me tell you, why do you need this spiritual authority? Because we are in warfare. Amen. You know, and and the devil is trying to steal our authority. He's trying to displace us in the spirit in order to regain the authority that. Jesus paid for us. Amen. If Satan can steal and cause individuals to lay down their position of authority, then he can rule over the people of God. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 27 says this very clearly. You know, it's not in my notes, but I'm going to share it anyhow. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 27. Give, do not give place to the devil. Let me repeat that again. Do not give place to the devil. We believers must not forfeit our position in the spirit. And we must realize that the kingdom of God is just like other kingdoms. Kingdoms are structured by ranks and authority. Heaven's domain domain is no exception. The higher the rank, the more influence and authority. In the garden, Satan wasn't after the elephant or even the lion. He understood authority and went after God's man. He knew if he got the man, he would possess all that he ruled over and care for. So when the enemy goes after a church, his primary target is always the leadership. He, you know, again, I have watched as, you know, uh, 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 parents willfully transgress against the commandment of God. And it is then only a matter of time before the children followed their example. You know, you may call it a curse, but why does this happen? You know, through sin, parents have forfeited their position of authority and in the spirit, leaving their children vulnerable to the enemy. Amen. Again, you know, you don't have to turn there, but if you read the chapter uh, uh, of uh, Second Samuel, Second Samuel, chapter eight, all the way to verse, uh, all the way to chapter eighteen. This principle is illustrated in the life of David. The kingdom was strong and secure under his leadership. God has blessed him with several sons and daughters. Then David took for himself what God had not given him. He committed adultery with Bathsheba. She became pregnant. And to complicate matters, her husband was away at war defending David's reign. David sent for her husband Uriah, hoping to encourage him to sleep with Bathsheba and therefore appear to have fathered the baby. However, Uriah in devotion to David and his kingdom would not enjoy intimacy with his wife while his fellow soldiers were in combat. David saw that the plan to cover up his sin was not going to go anywhere. He knew it would only be a matter of time before Uriah learned his wife is pregnant. Eventually, everyone would know and the father was David. So David planned Uriah's murder, sending him back to battle, carrying his own death warrant. You know, Uriah was, was 
put in the midst of the, the, the fiercest fighting. Then when he was surrounded by the enemy, those fighting beside him were ordered to draw back. Uriah fell by the enemy's hand. David, one's act of adultery led to deceit, lying, and murder. Soon the prophet Nathan came to David to expose this sin. David confessed in 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 13, I have sinned against the Lord. Then Nathan said to David, The Lord also has put away your sin, and you shall not die. David repented and was forgiven. God released him from his transgression. But Nathan goes on to warn David, 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 14, By this deed, you have given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord. David was forgiven, but he had made his life and family vulnerable to the enemies of God, not only to the natural enemies, but also spiritual ones. His family and the nation of Israel suffered greatly. David's first child by Bathsheba died. David's older son, Ammon, heir to the throne, raped his half-sister, Tamar, Absalom's son of David and the brother of Tamar took revenge and killed his half-brother Ammon. Absalom turned the hearts of many of the people of Israel against David and took his throne. He defiled his father's concubines and sent the men of Israel out to hunt down and kill David. The plot failed. Absalom was killed. Three of David's sons died because he had exposed his family to the enemies of God by his transgression. I have seen people who had lost their position in Christ and their, their, their children ended up uh, hostile to the church and, and, and they are bound by lust, homosexuality because their parents forfeited their position in the spirit through transgression. We need to take the Bible seriously when it says, not many of you should presume to be teachers. My brothers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. That's found in James chapter 3, verse 1. The reasons why teachers and pastors are judged more strictly is because of the great impact of their disobedience. They hurt not only themselves, but also all those that place under their guardianship as well. That's why at Tabernacle of Joy, we have some qualifications in order, amen, to become a small group leader or a home Bible study teacher. Because once you teach a Bible study, once you become somebody in leadership, the devil is after you. So you need to take authority, amen. You can't say the devil made me do it, amen. You you have authority over the devil. Amen. But uh, here's the point that I want you to understand. God forgive, you know, people. Amen. Just like he did David. However, they will still reap what they have sown. The enemy is given a place. You know, I, I, I just want you to understand this. You know, uh, uh, I did tell, uh, uh, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm just kidding. You know, I, I, I just spoke to some of uh, my children. You know, I say, well, you know what? Guess what would happen? If you sow it, you're going to reap it. <laughs> you know, God is not mocked. Here's how he works. So that's why there are benefits of living for God. Amen. You don't want to open that position. You don't want to open that position for Satan to come in to influence your children. And I want to speak this as, as with all humility that, that, that we must take that God-given authority and exercise it, you know, so that the demonic world will not come into 
our lives or into our children's lives. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Again, you know, uh, let me say this again. We must not judge or condemn. <laughs> we need to forgive and reach out to those who have failed. If they repent, they will be forgiven by God. Again, you know, I, I, I just want you to understand that, 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 you know, when you sin as a father, you can open and release a position for Satan to come in. You know, again, I have four children. You know, I've come to realize the awesome responsibility and accountability I have for their lives. They are gods and I'm just a steward, you know, place over them. I never want to see their life devastated because I gave place to the devil. When I was in the ministry serving, you know, I took care of little things like cleaning the toilet, te uh, teaching Bible study, uh, uh, teach, uh, become Sunday school teacher, babysitter, whatever that needs to be done, you know. And one day God spoke to me, you know, with a sobering thought. He said, Tim, if you mess up in this position, it can be easily corrected. But if you are dealing with a ministry position, when you mess up, lives are at stake. Amen. So, so here again, I, I just want you to understand that, 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 that when Jesus Christ died on the cross, you know, he has given us authority. Like, like what, you know, I think Spider-Man, you know, uh, Peter Parker's father said, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> Amen. And, and that's so true. You know, we cannot squander this away. That's why we cannot any walk anyhow. The things that we say, we are the people of authority. We release authority to through our speech. We release a place to the devil when we live hypocritical lives. Amen. I want you to understand as much power you have, you can also open the doors to the devil. Amen. I mean, I. that's why the Bible says, be holy for I am holy. Amen. Because you are the one that relinquish your authority. Not man, not your father, not your pastor. You are the one. And be careful what you say because that's how we release. If you want to release uh, materialism, start talking about money all the time and you release materialism to your children. Amen. You know, and, 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 and when you are angry and you are performance driven, you know, those words that comes out, the devil can use it against you and your authority in the home, where your children will not feel safe, where your children will not feel that you are faithful, when the children will not feel that you are with them. So therefore, you have to make time, you know, just as much as I want to see my children succeed, but I also want to let them know I love them. Amen. I, 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 I'm for them. Amen. That in this house, that it is a safe environment because God loves you. Amen. And Satan, let me say this again, Satan will blatant, blatantly try to steal your authority by bringing sin into your life. Amen. If you are determined to serve God with all your heart, he will also try to knock you out of your position in Christ through intimidation. And the first step to breaking intimidation is to confront the matters in your own heart. Amen. Satan seeks to deplace us in order to regain authority Jesus stripped from us. Amen. Today's lesson is very important. The buck stops here. Amen. Don't blame it on your past. Stop it. Don't blame it on your stronghold. You allowed it. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. Amen. 
Amen. You know, sometimes, you know, before asking God, you know, Lord, help me. Could it be that you have sown some seeds and you are reaping what you have sown? Amen. God is not mocked. Yes, don't misunderstand me. God will forgive, but you will reap what you have sown. Amen. And you have authority. The only reason why Satan can come into your families is because you allow it. Amen. Satan is not all powerful. Amen. You have authority over him. And we're going to talk about this subject of spiritual authority versus power. Amen. What's the difference? Spiritual authority and power often operate together, but there is an essential difference between them. If you will have to reign on the earth, you must fully understand how to put to work the power and the authority that the Lord has conferred upon us. Let's talk about power for a moment. Power in general can be summed up by the word ability. Let me repeat that again. Power in general can be summed up by the word ability. It could be the ability to create, heal, work, and move. Power is a necessary being able to do. We can talk about spiritual, physical, or mental power. It takes physical power or strength to walk or run. It takes power to affect healing in someone's bodies who is sick. However, authority works differently. While power is the ability in general, authority can sum up by the word control or rule. It is the right and the privilege to exercise control things in and around us. Amen. Everybody say, praise God, Lord. <laughs> Amen. I'd like to illustrate this with the defeat of Satan. It took the power of Jesus to defeat Satan and disarm him. There was a clash of the supernatural powers and Satan was subdued. However, it takes authority to rule over demons today. There is no more power per se required to defeat Satan. Jesus already did that. And when you cast out a demon, you are not using power. You are merely exercising that authority, meaning the right to rule over them by giving them commands to obey. There is no struggle or battle with authority. Commands are issued and have to be obeyed. This is very important for us to understand, to take advantage of the authority that we have in Christ Jesus. Amen. Okay, let me give you another illustration. A police officer weighing 80 kilograms may effectively stand before a truck and with uplifted hand say, Stop! In the name of the law. The police officer suddenly couldn't stop the truck with his physical force. He's appealing to a greater authority than himself, the law, to back him up. Amen. Again, let me say this again. <laughs> Okay, this is such an important principle. You see, why do we need that authority? Okay, let's turn to the scripture and let's find it in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12. For we do not wrestle against with flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the dark, darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Now, folks, let me say this again. We are at war, spiritual war. Right now, the whole world is at war. 
just because you don't hear bombings, you don't hear, you know, uh, 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 you know, planes flying over your head, doesn't mean that a war is not at work. There is a spiritual war that is coming, especially, you know, against the people of God, trying to make them carnal. Amen. You know, carnal Christians will not, uh, will not learn how to exert authority. <laughs> Amen. Again, let me say that again. You know, the greatest threat to the church sometimes is not the devil. Sometimes I think it is carnal Christianity. Amen. When people of God don't exert their authority, they are led by the circumstances. They are ruled by the circumstances of their life. Amen. The seduction of the world, the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. Amen. It's so real. And, and the Bible says this, we got to take authority. We got to stop that reigning over our lives. We cannot love the world. You know, we cannot allow the world system. We cannot allow worldliness to subdue us, to, to tame us. Amen. You know, again, it is so important that we understand this point. Amen. That, that no matter what happens, you know, if everything opens up, we're going to go and gather together and let's pray. We're going to, you know, one of the things that I'm going to say this, you know, uh, uh, to, to, to demonstrate maturity is this. Do you go for prayer meeting or is it all about you? Nothing happens, so don't go lah. Isn't that kind of selfish? <laughs> we are here. And we have a calling, amen, that's to rescue people out of darkness. There are people that are still needing our influence. Or, you know what, it's your life in such a way that there is no difference. <laughs> amen. We are at war, amen, and the devil is really doing all out he can, first of all, to, 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 to reign over the Christian world, amen, so that they will not exert their authority, Amen. Let's, let's turn to the book of Luke, chapter 10, verse 1 and 4, to illustrate, you know, this beautiful point that I'm going to be sharing about some characteristic about spiritual authority. Let's turn to Luke, chapter 10, verse 1 to 4, and I'm going to read a couple of scriptures and jump down to other verses. So let's turn there real quickly. Luke, chapter uh, uh, 10, verse 1 to 4, it goes like this. After these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also and send them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. Then he said to them, the harvest truly is plentiful. The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go your way. Behold, I send you out as lambs among wolves. Carry neither money, bag, knapsack, nor sandals, and greet no one along the road. Then let's jump all the way to verse 8 and 9. Whatever city you enter, they receive you. Eat such things as are set before you. And heal the sick there. And say to them, the kingdom of God has come Near to you. Let me repeat that again. The kingdom of God has come near to you. Then after they did that, they returned. Here comes the beautiful report. Luke chapter 10, verse 17 to 21. Then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, 
Even the demons are subjected to us in your name. Amen. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. In that hour, Jesus rejoiced in the spirit and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them to babes even so, Father, for so it seems good in your sight. Amen. Everybody say praise God. Again, you see a very familiar passage of scripture. You know, Jesus sending the 70, like he's sending the, 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 the church, you know, in the day of Pentecost. You know, and I want to make a statement here. You know, we are not here just to make a life for me. Let me repeat that again. We are here with a mission. In Christ, I am commissioned as an agent of spiritual authority. I repeat that again. Maybe you want to write this down. In Christ, I am commissioned as an agent of spiritual authority. When you think of having authority, we may naturally think of, you know, operating a lot of, uh, with our natural confidence and personal authority. For some, it is hard to feel authority. They may feel an experience powerless and, and they are not naturally confident. And what you have, what they have to say, or what difference they're gonna make. We need to recognize something to Jesus. Your natural sense of authority is irrelevant. Okay, let me say that again. To Jesus, your natural sense of authority is irrelevant. For Jesus, your personal authority is irrelevant. Okay. To those who feel they want to engage in the power of this world, I want to encourage you to stop and realize that your natural confidence may help, but it also may deceive you to be more reliant of your own resources on natural authority. That is not the same as spiritual authority. Okay? That's why you cannot defeat the spirit of fear with your own authority, your own resources, because it's natural. You are dealing with a spirit. Okay? Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. You know, again, to those who feel I, I don't even have any resources. Anyway, I'm just going to live with many seasons of defeat. I want to encourage you to stop and realize that you may be allowing your social disposition, uh, social position to define your spiritual authority. Okay, stop that. When we exercise spiritual authority, we understand it is never our authority. It is Jesus' authority that is extended to us. When, when you know, again, you know, uh, 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 I, I want you to understand, you know, what did these first disciples say when they returned? You know, they say that, you know, in verse 70, they say that uh, the 70 returned and says, Lord, even 
the demons are subject to us in your name. Amen. Again, it's not about you. And, 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 and using a name was not a matter of some magical formula as if the name itself has power. A name refers to the one whom we represent. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. So what we have is the authority that lies in Jesus. You know, and, and when we, in Jesus means, you know, people with whom that are united and are authorized with authority. Amen. That's why living a spirit life is so important. A holy life is so important. You know, first of all, before you can, you know, uh, have authority, you need to be submitted to the king. That's how you gain spiritual authority. I mean, Adam lost his spiritual authority because he was not submitted to God. And he lost his spiritual authority. You know, and it's so important that we need to have a covering. We need to be submitted. Amen. We need to have a submissive spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. And the way to gain spiritual authority is the more submitted you are to the, 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 the kingdom of God. And his hierarchy, amen. Okay, there is a system, that's a rank. You know, if you want to know more about this, you need to go through undercover, amen. The, the whole series will cover about it. You know, there are four authorities that we need to be under. You know, we need to be under God, we need to be under uh, our government, we need to be under our parents, we need to be under our bosses, and now we need to be under our pastors. Okay, so again, here's just a few things that I want to remind you on today. Maybe it's encouraging, but, but I want to remind you about this thing called spiritual authority. As born again believers, let me repeat that, as born again believers, you know, there is some characteristic about this spiritual authority that we need to understand. Okay, here we go. You know, uh, let's look at this real quickly. Number one, spiritual authority is never about anything in ourselves. It is about embracing Christ's authority. We have been authorized to exercise. Spiritual authority is not about confidence in our natural personal authority. It is about taking hold of Christ's authority. It is not dependent on our feelings, but on Him. This whole process of bringing His authority to those who unite with Him is marked by dependence on the Holy Spirit by removing any dependency on human power. You see, I want you to take note about the story just read about the 70. Who did Jesus choose? You know, those who had positions of power? No, He chose those who didn't. And how did He send them out with authority? With a pet talk? and told them, you are a powerful guys, <laughs> you are total winners, just be confident in yourself, you know, go your way. The Bible says in Luke chapter 10, verse 3, 4, go your way, behold, I send you out as lambs among wolves. <laughs> you know, I don't know about you, but you know, uh, uh, you know uh, when I start to think about it, you know, He's sending me out as lambs among wolves. Wow, that's not a bad talk. That's being serious. <laughs> you know, again, you know, and then he goes on to tell them, you know, again, I don't know, but I feel very stressed. Like, if somebody says, oh, you're going to go, you're going to go to a mission trip and you're going to be around, you know, uh, uh, some terrorists, you know, <laughs> you know, I mean, again, he did not 
give them a rara talk. In fact, he says he's going to confront territory that the enemies holds. And you need to really depend on God. <laughs> Amen. As they go, you know, and return, Jesus was so excited that the disciples are getting it. You know, in that hour, you know, in verse 21, Jesus said this, Jesus rejoiced and thanked the Father. And they say, you know what Jesus said? Jesus said this, you know, uh, uh, they are getting it. They are getting it. They are getting it. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know about you, but... but uh, uh, you know, that's one time, you know, me and Pastor Doji went to a mission trip in India. And somehow or other, they, uh, we bought airplane tickets, you know, and, and, and we got caught because the, 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 the tickets are not valid. And I still remember, you know, the, 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 the person uh, uh, working in the ground, look at us with a straight face. Let's pray. I like, Dude, we need more than just prayer because you know what? The next flight is the next week and I don't want to stay here another week. You know, but 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 you know, he he led us into prayer, you know, and 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 and, and I tell you, you know, sometimes when we become intellectual, the best thing for us to do is really to pray. Not the last thing. Amen. I say again, not the last thing. So again, uh, 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 we need to understand spiritual authority is made possible because of what Jesus came to do. When Jesus was living and ministering on the earth, he was living and ministering as a true man. Jesus as true God became true man, he is both God and man and he was ministering on earth though he was ministering in the capacity as a man without falling back as a safety net on his attributes as God. He was showing us what a human being living in a right relationship with God can live like. Amen. We want to follow Jesus' example, confronting spiritual forces of this world. Amen. We need to push back. It is not my own authority. It's not my own uh, talent. It's not my own gifting, but what Jesus did on the cross. When you want to take authority over every sickness. Amen. You are saying the, 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 the depression that comes with it. The, the, all the things that comes with it. I bind you. I take authority over you. Show not rule over our faith. Amen. Because God shall rule over us and you release that power. Amen. Of healing. Hallelujah. In Jesus name. Okay. The second thing, this is a bit deep, but I want you to hang in there because I'm going to help you understand the spiritual authority is not that which presumes we simply escape all troubles and suffering, but rather it is that which confronts the ultimate freedom of the enemy. Okay, so what, what, what does this mean? What chim leh? You know, let me repeat that again. Spiritual authority is not that which presumes we simply escape all troubles and suffering, but rather it is which confronts the ultimate freedom of the enemy. The authority Jesus has come into the enemy-controlled environment, it is not time yet to bring a final judgment. So evil is still at work, but its end is settled. Amen. You may get beaten, but you will ultimately crush them, okay? Let me repeat what I'm saying. You see, what well, you know what? We pray for things and sometimes, you know, things don't seem to be happening. But that doesn't mean he won. You know, because the Bible says about the, the you know, the, the, the future destiny of what Satan is free to do. He will be judged. And guess who will be judging them? Us. You know, there will be times where Christians will suffer, you know, uh, martyrdom, you know, and, and, and notice, 
That's not the final end, that the spiritual authority, you know, that God has given to us. We will rule over them, maybe not in this world, but in eternity, we shall judge them. Amen. So again, John chapter 16, verse 33 tells us, John chapter 16, verse 33. Let's, let's go there real quickly. You know, uh, uh, you know, it goes like this. Sorry, I, I don't have the slide, but John chapter 16, verse 33. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Amen. Everybody say praise God. Jesus wants us to know that when we are united with Him, when we are united with eternity, and so He shares that joy and told them. Amen. You know, Luke chapter 10, verse 20, He says, Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice rather that your names are written in heaven. So what does he mean by this? You know, it's really simply this. You know what? Hey folks, there's going to become a time. Maybe you will not see judgment in your lifetime, but there's going to be a time when you're going to judge those that, that, that are free to reign and cause disturbance to the people of God. But there's going to come a time Rejoice, there's going to come a time where you are going to sit, you're going to be seated in heavenly places. There's going to be a time where the full reign of Jesus Christ will be upon the whole earth. Amen. So hang in there. <laughs> Amen. Hang in there. Rejoice. That's what the Bible says. Rejoice. If it's not now, there will be a time. There will be a payback time. Okay. Everybody say praise God. You know, again, you know, things doesn't go away. No, I've taken authority but 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 let me say this i've taken authority over the power of circumstances to make me feel down just because you know sometimes people intimidate me i i shouldn't allow that to intimidate because you know what i'm a born again believer you know maybe there's some truth in what i'm saying but i'm not that I, I, that that doesn't mean that i'm worthless but but the world will try to make you shame you and make you feel like you are nothing but we take authority and say no 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 that's not true you know, that's not true. And, 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 and we will not allow that speech to affect us. And that's something that we learn next week about breaking the spirit of intimidation. But before we can break the spirit of intimidation, we need to know that we have that spiritual authority. And the authority does not come from personal authority. The authority that comes from God, you know, may not be right away immediate but but sometimes we have to go through trials you know and and bad things do happen to good people because we are living in a controlled environment where satan controls this world right now amen the spirit of antichrist is at work but 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 don't you give up the fact that hey devil you know what it's just like about this 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 man who's uh, I was reading a story about this man who was in the Nazi camp you know and 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 and, and, and you know in during the time of Holocaust you know uh, they stripped him they took everything out of him they took his his they, 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 he was just naked on the ground you know and and he said something you may take everything for me but you cannot take my dignity amen. <laughs> You know, like, like, like what, what, uh, what, uh, Job say, you know, uh, say, for yet I will trust him. Though he slay me, yet I will trust him. That is spiritual warfare. Amen. Spiritual warfare is not about, you know, about, you know, read the last book of Hebrew chapter 11. You know, the last few verses, some of them didn't see deliverance. 
But nevertheless, they rejoice. You know why? Because there's going to be a coming of a payback time. Amen. So that's something that I want you to understand. You know, maybe not in this life, but let me assure you, there's going to be a payback time. There's going to be a time where we, the people of God, will sit with Jesus Christ in heavenly places and judge the whole earth together and reign with Him forever. And we will have that authority in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. And here's another characteristic number three. Characteristic number three. Okay, characteristic number three. Spiritual authority is not just defensive, but expensive and advancing. Let me repeat that again. Spiritual authority is not just defensive, but expensive and advancing. You know, again, the whole context of what was at hand tells us something very significant. You know, the nature of spiritual conflict, the nature of spiritual authority, he was sending them out. You know, let me say this again. You know, we are apostolics. You know, the word apostle comes from the word apostolic. Okay, that means it's a reminder that we are going to be sent out. Amen. You know, I, I remember what Bishop Willoughby said this to me. You know, the strength of the church is not its sitting capacity. We are not here to just make comfort as our God. We have a job to do. We're going to stand before God and God's going to ask you, what have you done to expand my kingdom? Have you extend, you know, done everything that you can to share the good news? Amen. That, 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 that the kingdom of God is here. Amen. Amen. Again, uh, 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 Jesus didn't gather the people together and tell them how to hide and hope that the spiritual forces of evil never come to attack them. He tells them to unite and take back our territory, take back our church children, take back our loved ones, continue to pray, continue to exert that authority that against spiritual demonic forces that is hindering your children, your loved ones from receiving the gospel. Amen. Everybody say praise God. You know what? You can use that name of Jesus. That name of Jesus is not just a credit card that you use to buy your own things. That name of Jesus, most importantly, is to exert that authority. Amen. That God, they shall not reign. The world shall not reign over my family. The world shall not reign. The devil shall not reign over my child. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. When you say the name, you picture Calvary. You picture the demon loss or power amen and you are using that authority that doesn't come by your personality that doesn't come by your talent but it's the finished work on calvary hallelujah amen and that's why we need to learn how to exert that authority to take authority to take authority over the demonic forces that will try to influence our church that will try to influence me thank you for praying for me amen Thank you. You know, I, 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 we, we, we open up the, the, the Instagram and we were shocked. Oh, you know, yes, thank you for praying for me. Amen. And again, you know, we want to take authority. We want to pray in the name of Jesus. We don't come in the name of Timothy Lee. We don't come in the name of Tabernacle of Joy. We come in the name of Jesus. Amen. And when I say the name of Jesus, I have faith in that name because by His stripes, we are healed. Amen. That he comes to defeat. He is seated in heavenly places and I am a joint heir. Amen. I'm a joint heir and I shall not allow the spirit of intimidation to rule over me. The fear of pandemic, the fear of man, the fear of this woe to a 
to influence me. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. I want you to understand this, that you have authority as a child of God. Amen. The devil is a loser in the name of Jesus. You have won. Amen. We are all winners. Amen. He always lead us into triumphant. Amen. Amen. Triumph. Amen. That's what the scripture, he always lead us into triumph. Amen. Everybody say praise God. You know, again, I'm going to close with this scripture and I love this scripture. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, it's found in 1 John chapter 4 verse 4. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you <laughs> is greater than he who is in the world. Hallelujah. Too many times I've seen Christians walking in defeat. Christians walking in disobedience because they believe a lie. Amen. You know, God is wanting the church to rise up in authority. Amen. That when we pray in the name of Jesus, when you use that name of Jesus, you in Jesus, in Christ Jesus, means that I have an uninterrupted, harmonious, united relationship with God. I'm in intimacy with Him. The more intimate you are with God, the more authority you have. The more submitted you are, the more power He gives to you. Just like a little child. Amen. You know, there are times, you know, when we don't give little child dangerous tools. Amen. I, I would not give, you know, a baby Shane a hammer to play. <laughs> he may use anything. <laughs> he may whack something, you know, maybe his sisters, I don't know. But, but you don't want to, uh, you know, you don't want to give babes in Christ that authority if they don't know how to use it because they may use it against the cause of Christ. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So likewise, today, you and I, you know, the more we are intimate with Christ, you know, when we talk about intimate, we also want to talk about spiritual authority. Amen. You know, yes, let me say this again. We are under attack, but you need to learn and discern who's influencing you right now in your mind. Amen. Because the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Anything that robs, try to demotivate you, you know, pause for a moment, you know, where's your frustration coming from? Is it because of your fear? You know, your fear will lead into failures and your failures will lead into, you know, fatigue and your fatigue will lead into frustration, you know. And again, that is not spirit-led living. Amen. You and I have the Holy Spirit. You and I have Christ in us, the hope of glory. And Christ has already given us that authority. And we need to exert the authority of Christ over, number one, our personal lives before we can have effect on others around us. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. Amen. Next week, we're going to be covering about the spirit of intimidation and how to recognize the spirit of intimidation and how to break free from the spirit of intimidation and begin to grow in the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
Hallelujah. Shall we just lift our hands? Amen. Let's thank God for this, this, his word. Amen. Let's thank God for his spiritual authority. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we come before you. We are so grateful for all that you have done. We, we pray today, God, that you speak to us. We pray, God, that the church will continue to raise up, Lord, as, as mighty warriors for you, that we continue to understand the position we have in Christ Jesus. And, and Lord, that we will begin to exert that authority over our personal lives. Father, again, we will take authority over every influence that is unlike you. The Bible put it this way, God, that every high thing that exalt itself against the knowledge of Christ, we cast it down. There is no one greater than you, Father. Right now, in the name of Jesus, and Father, you have given us that name of Jesus. And when I think of that name, I think about the price you paid on Calvary. Amen. That name, that, 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 that power of that name. Amen. We sing about it, but God, let us operate in it. Amen. That we can lay hands on the sick in the name of Jesus and people will recover. But God, if, if, if Lord, at the same time, God, there are times, God, where, where evil seems to be in control. Lord, I pray, God, that we will not frustrate the plan of God, that we will be patient, Lord, and we will trust in your judgment, Father, right now. We trust in your sovereignty, Father, right now, God, how you want all this to play out, God. But God, I'm thankful, God, that you have given us your authority in Jesus' name, Father. I pray, God, teach us how to use that authority. Teach us to apply, God, this on our daily lives. Amen. If you are watching online right now, lift up your hands. Let me pray for you. Father, Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I pray, God, that the people of God will understand what this spiritual authority is really all about in Jesus' name. Father, again, God, Lord, we may not have, Lord, uh, total understanding yet, but God, we are willing to learn how to pray in the name of Jesus, to exert that authority, to recognize God forces that's trying to influence us on the inside, Father, on our minds, Father. Lord, we put on the mind of Christ. Lord, when we put on the mind of Christ, we recognize the authority, that power that comes from Christ. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, Lord, I pray, God, as we continue to walk in the Spirit, God, that you will authorize us to use that power for your kingdom and for your glory. That we will go and teach, God, and make disciples of all nations, oh God. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, and we give you all honor and we give you all praise in Jesus' name. Come on, why don't we thank the Lord for a moment and clap our hands, amen. Thank you for that name of Jesus. Thank you, God, that you are able. You are able, hallelujah, in Jesus' name. Thank you for staying online. God bless you. God keep you and God keep you in His presence. Amen. I'll see you on Tuesday. God bless you.